0: Date of recording, October 29th, 2020. Song credit, Dream Yourself Smooth by Puddle of Infinity. Welcome to today's episode of Let's Talk Media with Vedanta Khari. For today's episode, we're talking about fantasy films. And my guest for today is Dominic Cura. Hey man, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Of course, you just want to quickly introduce yourself? Yeah, so I'm Dominic.
1: I'm a third year cinema photography student at Ithaca College. I just really like telling stories through photography, and video, and movies.
0: And so do you want to become like a producer or a film person after college? My dream
1: career, I guess, is to be a director. But of course, that's a position that, you know, takes a lot of time to work up to. Um, but yeah, that's the goal.
0: Yeah, so you're obviously a huge film person. And so I just want to get your perspective on why you like why you have such a passion for fantasy films in particular and also your history with fantasy films. Yeah, well, for me, fantasy films are a topic that
1: I hold very dear to me um, because I think the reason why I've become so interested in film is well, after I watched Lord of the Rings for the first time. It was a big inspiration to me because through these movies, both through the power of a film, you were able to be transported into this, you know, other fantasy world, which is just amazing to me. And I've seen Lord of the Rings, all three of
0: them, like several times, I've lost count by now. Yeah, and did you grow up with Lord of the Rings or was this recent? When I was a kid, I saw it for the first time, I think. In theaters or on the. No,
1: well, actually, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Might have been in theaters, I don't
0: know. That's an incredible feat for a kid to watch Lord of the Rings in a theater, you know, sit through the entire thing. Yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> In my opinion, I feel like
1: there are not a lot of good fantasy movies that have been created in the past. Well, I think since Lord of the Rings, honestly. And I mean, fantasy is a, is a big genre, of course, because, you know, you can go from stuff like Lord of the Rings, which is like this medieval kind of style film to things that are more based in our real world, but with fantastical aspects. Throughout this whole spectrum of genre, it's very, there's a lot of overlap in, in people's ideas and tropes. And I feel like a lot of people use the same kind of storyline. Have you heard of uh, Joseph Campbell and his, like,
0: hero, hero hero's journey? I think I studied it in, I think it was a screenwriting class I took about two years ago, but I'm vaguely familiar with it at this point. Yeah, well, so he um, was, uh, I think it's called a mythologist,
1: and he studied different mythologies and religious stories from around the world from different cultures, and he created this idea that a lot of these stories have the same kind of plot, which he called the hero's journey. And it revolved around uh, a young person, usually a man, um, that has some spiritual or supernatural awakening. And he has to go on a quest to save the world or some people from some evil force. And he goes on that adventure and he finds some amazing people. And then he comes home a new person. Does that sound familiar, that plot yeah, to you that at sounds all?
0: sounds familiar. I think I wrote, I think for one of my assignments, I had to put his hero's journey to a film. I think I did either Zero Dark Thirty or mm-hmm. Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri, or maybe Spider-Man 2. I don't even remember, but I've, I'm definitely familiar with it. Thank you for reproducing it to me. Yeah, well, because a lot of
1: stories, a lot of movies just are based off of that theme. Like Star Wars, I think in the credits, it uh, it it um it credits Joseph Campbell for the story because the plot of Star Wars is very similar to that. And even Lord of the Rings, it's almost identical to this hero's journey um,
0: trope. Yeah, and I say a question, so do you prefer fantasy that's somewhat rooted in reality, closer to real life, or do you prefer stuff that's just completely unfamiliar, completely zany? I think both of them
1: are cool, because I think it's cool watching these films that take you to just a whole completely new world where everything's just different. But I think with that is the issue that occurs in a lot of these films that are made, because I think a lot of these fantasy films, it's always, you know, like, some hero, there's some like fairy tale people, some kind
0: of cheesiness to it. And it's kind of just all the same, I think. And so you mentioned that there aren't a lot of good fantasy films out there in recent years. So could you give an example of a fantasy film or a franchise that you just did not like compared to, say, Lord of the Rings? Yeah, I mean, there's definitely been some ones that were that were
1: decent. Um, but then like, a, like Harry Potter, of course, it's a popular series. Um, and I think they're good films, of course. They're interesting, um, but I don't. I wouldn't call them like well-made, amazing films. I think they're popular because of the story. People love the Harry Potter storyline and the plot. Um, and then there's movies like what is it called? The uh, The Golden Compass. Um, Golden Compass. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I think there was a few other ones where it was just it was fantasy, but it just didn't come out right. I mean, when I think of fantasy, like the first thing that comes to mind is those kind of like Lord of the Rings, maybe like medieval fairy tale kind of stories.
0: Do you watch just fantasy they or also fantasy television? I guess some
1: television as well, because I think Game of Thrones is maybe the one exception. It's not a film, but I think it's one media portrayal of this fantasy genre that's been really amazing the past few uh, years. I mean, the reason why Lord of the Rings, I think, is so popular and same with Game of Thrones is that the story is very intriguing and it has some sort of uniqueness to it. And on top of that, I think The idea of CGI is very interesting in fantasy films and also in just films in general, Uh, because I feel like CGI is something that films use too much of, because it's it's very amazing having CGI and having this ability to just create anything. I mean, it gives us like endless creative opportunity, but I do feel like sometimes in some movies, not just in fantasy films, movie producers uh, and filmmakers will use CGI just because it looks cool, or they'll use CGI to kind of, you know, fix plot holes and just be like, oh, we can just do this, it'll look cool, and people like it. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, an example that's not technically a fantasy, but like the Transformers, um, and what's his name, the director? Michael Bay. Um, Yeah, yeah, like his films are all about, you know, action and CGI and just looking cool, Um, which I mean, it makes tons of money, so like it works in a way, but I don't think you would call
0: that like a good film. It's entertaining, but I don't know if you'd call it good. Do you think fantasy is more ideal for a film or do you think like a television show? Because I think in television, you have more time to flesh it out, but you might have a smaller budget compared to say a movie. Yeah, I think that's a very interesting idea because I mean, television,
1: I think originally television was more of like for smaller budget things, maybe more of like a sitcom or just based around a few characters. Um, but I think in, in recent years, especially with like Game of Thrones, it's become more of this cinematic kind of um kind of media which might actually be good for the fantasy genre because it allows uh the filmmakers or the television producers to flesh out this whole fantasy world and make it more um more interesting for the audience and make it easier for them to delve into this fantasy
0: world exactly i mean i like the point that you made that you know television originally was just small budget sitcoms and i feel like especially with game of thrones you know that There's just a lot more respect for cinematic television. There's a lot more confidence in it because they said, hey, Game of Thrones did really well. So let's try it out more. You know, people love this stuff.
1: Yeah, have you heard about um, Amazon recreating the Lord of the Rings? I have not heard about that, actually. Okay, well, so Amazon is spending, I think, like millions or billions of dollars on recreating a Lord of the Rings TV show, um, which I've been following closely because I am excited, but also nervous for it because who knows how it's gonna turn out. I mean, there's just a big like bar that's been set a high bar that's been set by the lord of the rings films uh, but again it's going to be a tel- television series which we'll see it might lend to a really good uh way to portray uh fantasy fantasy
0: the genre exactly and it's not just prime and uh, hbo it's also netflix which shows like you know the witcher yeah yeah have you seen the Witcher?
1: i started watching it and then i forgot to continue watching it it happens sometimes <laughs> <laughs>
0: And it's so on my list. Yeah. I actually forgot to ask you something. So during the COVID-19 pandemic, have you been watching a lot of fantasy films and TV and just films in general during the quarantine? I think at first I was watching more Netflix TV shows.
1: Um, I was definitely one of those people that watched Tiger King that in that beginning part of uh, quarantine. <laughs> but I think that's the power of like movies and television because it allows you to go into this other world, which we're not necessarily like a fantasy world, but just any other storyline. And especially in a time like this where, you know, it's just unprecedented times and back in quarantine, like films and, and TV are a great way to just escape.
0: Yeah, and another concern that me and some other colleagues had that, you know, during because of the pandemic and safety, safety guidelines that they might not be able to do as many fantasy films and TV shows because even of you know, budget reasons and not being able to have as many people on set. So they might have to do something like say the Joker compared to say a big action thing like Avengers. Uh, I was wondering if you had any thoughts about that? Yeah, I think that's a very interesting idea as well because we really don't know what
1: it's gonna be like for you know, the film industry. And I guess kind of going off of that, I've been wondering too about what's gonna happen with movie theaters. Cause they've been kind of just going down in like attendance for a while since you know Netflix came out. And I don't know, maybe this will be the the nail in the coffin for for movie theaters. I think some are opening up now again.
0: but Yeah, but, you know, AMC is in huge trouble right now. I'm sure you've read about that. A little bit, yeah. Another thing that my friends and I brought up is that people might want more fantasy because, you know, we're living in such dark times, you know, with 2020 and all it brings. I was wondering if you had any thoughts about that. I mean, honestly, I think that the fantasy
1: genre, not just in film, but just in any kind of like storytelling, has kind of evolved out of darker times in history. Uh, like, look like at Lord of the Rings, for example, uh, like the books, um, cause J.R.R. Tolkien wrote them after World War II, I think it was. World War II. Yeah, um, and a lot of his themes were based off of his experiences in the war. Um, and through that dark times, he created this amazing, amazing story um, that was an escape for him and for other people that read the books and then watched the, the movies that were created.
0: Yeah, you know, during dark times, people just want escapism. So I I feel like, you know, fantasy genre, movies and film, excuse me, movies and television will do really well this coming decade. Yeah, maybe we'll have like a new renaissance (laughs) of media. What would you say is your worst fantasy film or TV show that you've ever watched and why? There
1: was one TV show that, it was a fantasy TV show that came out like a few years ago. I think it was like the Chronicles of Chimera or something and I was really excited at first because like it looked cool um but then it just kind of like wasn't as good as I expected I was so disappointed and I feel like that just happened a lot with a lot of fantasy movies I've seen and I can't think of any other names right now but I just know that I've been disappointed a lot by fantasy films uh, which is honestly part of why I want to make movies because I want to make like fantasy films that I think are cool and I think will be enjoyable and, and different and unique from what's been made
0: definitely so do you feel like a lot of these movies are they bad because they're not immersive enough or just because they don't follow the hero's journey by campbell
1: well i think it's because they follow the same storyline to an extent or just the same ideas yeah i think that's a big part of it and also just using like magic as like a catch-all like that's like the central theme or whatever and just using that to like I said earlier, just filling in, in any plot lines, like, oh, I don't know, how are they gonna save the world? Oh, just magic, of course. Like, just, it's not as interesting like that. <laughs> there needs to be more uniqueness to to uh, fantasy films. And honestly, maybe just in films in general lately, because I feel like there's been a lot of recycling of movie ideas. Maybe that's just
0: me, I don't know. Oh, no, I feel you. I mean, you know, they just keep rebooting, reviving, like, old premises, old TV shows instead of more original ideas. So I feel yeah. like that. Or hot take superhero movies too. Like, mm. I don't know, I think there's
1: a little too many right now. <laughs> too many superheroes? <laughs> some people love them though. I feel like they're all similar. But then again with that, like there's been superhero films that um, were unique and were really cool. Like, what was that one? Uh, it was directed by Taika Waititi. <sighs> uh, are, are you talking about Jojo Rabbits? No, no, because no, it was one of the superhero um, films. Oh, I can't remember the name, but I watched it and it was really cool. I just loved it because um, I, I felt like it was different from the other ones that I've, that I've seen of like superhero films.
0: I think it was a Thor film. I'm not too sure. Yeah, it was one of the Thor films. Thor Ragnarok, maybe? Yeah, I think that was it, yeah. Yeah, so just keep trying new things. I think that's what we can say to film people and TV people who want to do fantasy. Just try something unique. Yeah, and maybe don't use too much CGI. Or use oh, yeah. it sparingly <laughs> yeah i mean only use cgi you know to enhance the story not as a crutch to the story i feel like that's exactly what exactly yeah
1: yeah i read a quote somewhere from christopher nolan i forgot exactly what it was but he was speaking about how cgi is good to uh, enhance the storyline but not to uh replace any aspects of the story and so like it shouldn't you shouldn't notice that it's cgi
0: is what he was saying generally mm-hmm. Exactly, and I've already done an episode on CGI, and this isn't necessarily fantasy, but um, I talked about Mad Max: Fury Road. Have you seen that film? I don't think I have actually. Oh, it's so good, but I got to see that. (laughs) Yeah, Fury Road. I think most, if not all, of the effects are practical. Like you know, it's set in the desert, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, most of it is practical effects instead of you know cgi and whatnot and i think that's really cool It's it just looks natural it doesn't feel fake at all because that's the thing with cgi like sometimes it looks fake and it takes yeah exactly he's got the experience which is completely contradictory to what fantasy is supposed to do yeah i think another good um comparison is
1: lord of the rings and the the more recent hobbit films um because i think the general consensus is that Lord of the Rings is, is better than the Hobbit films. And I think the reason why is because the Hobbit films utilized CGI so much more. And I know like a lot of the characters were originally going to be practical effects in the Hobbit films. And then for some reason, they decided to use CGI. Um, and if you look at pictures of it, I'm just like, you know, the original practical effects from Hobbit versus the CGI, you can see how, how different it looks and how much I think worse it looks in my opinion. And of course, don't get me wrong, Lord of the Rings used tons of CGI. I mean, they created, um, an artificial intelligence to create those amazing like battle scenes. I don't know if you've heard about that. I didn't, I didn't know about that actually. Yeah. So like, instead of animating each individual, like fighter, they would, they created a software that gave each, um, fire. I think they called them agents, their own kind of mind to figure out who to fight and where to go. Um, and it made it easier to create these like battle scenes of thousands and thousands of people.
0: Wow. That that's pretty cool. Honestly. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much, uh, Dominic, for agreeing to be on my podcast, especially during the pandemic and midterms are going on right now. So with that, especially, I really appreciate you taking the time to be here.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. It's been fun.